0: Hallelujah. Glory to God. Good morning, everybody. Hallelujah. Welcome to World Missions Ministries. We bless the Lord for another opportunity to come together. Hallelujah. Under under the unction of the Holy Ghost to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to us. So as we go, we're going to pray glory to God that God will lead and guide us into all the truth. Father, we give you glory this morning. We magnify your name is above every name. It's at the mention of the name of Jesus that every knee bows. We thank you, Lord, that it's important to you that we see ourselves through your lens, that we see ourselves through your perspective. You see us as whole and complete and lacking nothing. I pray today, God, that as Your Word goes forth, that You will minister these truths. To the people of God and to anybody that's listening that every single one of us would know hallelujah that the name of Jesus has lifted us up. You said if you be lifted up that you would draw all men unto yourself. So today, God, I thank you for the word that you've given me. I give you glory and praise Holy Spirit. And when I open my mouth to speak that you fill my mouth in the name of the Lord Jesus with the truth that can make somebody free. And father, for those who don't already have a personal relationship with you, we hold them before you now, God, and your word tells us that unless, unless we be drawn, glory to God, unless we be drawn to you, hallelujah, by the father, that we, we don't get an opportunity to fellowship with you. We don't get the opportunity to come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But Father, you said that you will that none would perish, but that all would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So, if you find yourself in a category this morning where you've dismissed yourself because God has not dismissed you, He's made a way of escape for you. He's made a way, hallelujah, to build you up and to give you an inheritance. I thank you today, God. Hallelujah, that every single one of us will see ourselves the way that you see us. Hallelujah, I thank you and I give you glory that anything that was mitigating against your people, anything that was making them think, hallelujah, that you don't care about them, I curse that thing at the root right now in the name of Jesus, and I pray, God, that you said hallelujah, that our faith would be built up hallelujah by hearing the Word of the living God. So, I thank you that there are ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying this day, and I thank you, God, hallelujah, that there shall be a performance of that which has been spoken of the Lord. To you be all glory, all praise, and all dominion. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Good morning, everybody. Hallelujah. Good morning. So, you know, the Bible, hallelujah, teaches us God's ways, his statutes, his judgments, his commandments. It teaches us all those things. I think we forget sometimes the role that we play. So today, God's going to be talking to you a little bit about the role that you're going to play. And we've titled this message, What Have You Imagined to Do? Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Word of God tells us that iron sharpens iron. And if you're a member of World Missions Ministries, or even if you just frequent us infrequently, I want you to know that your heart is going to be lifted up, that you're going to walk away with something that you didn't know, or that God is going to expound it so that you see it from a different light. Because where we look to the Lord, He shows up to minister His truths to us. So today, it's a little funny, really. Um, We've been praying all week about the eyes of our understanding being enlightened. And I pray today that there's some nugget here that you'll be able to take away that will expound on something you thought you knew or correct you if you were wrong about what you thought. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, uh, last week, Minister Janice prayed and ministered to us about the good shepherd. About us knowing who God is as our shepherd. Glory to God. So, we'll be his sheep that know his voice. Hallelujah. And follow. Glory to God. The week before that, Minister Joe ministered to us about what we see. Hallelujah. He actually titled it, Whereas I Was Blind and Now I See. Today, we're going to use something that was actually designed to correct people. Hallelujah. To give you a mind about what God's expectancy is towards you. It's largely what you think. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, our text scripture we're going to use is out of Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10. Hallelujah. Before I go there, I want to give you a little testimony that lines up with what God is going to be ministering to us today. You know, there are times when we've made decisions that actually hurt us. Even the believer, we've made decisions that hurt us. Could be because we didn't ask God or could be because we did ask God and we didn't like what he said. All right. I'm just going to tell you the truth. So we were praying for this young man. Now, unknowingly, he was driving on a suspended license, but he didn't know it. So I I think it had to do with like your registration expired or something. It was something like that should have been no big deal. You get stopped by the police. That's a criminal act. Now you got to go to court. And so we prayed for the helper, the Holy Ghost to show up as his counselor. We prayed that the Holy Ghost, yes, correct him. Hallelujah. But when he goes to court, let the judge favor him. Glory to God. So he goes to court. And the thing that I love is we were praying for him, but he's a believer. So you know what he did? He prayed for himself. Glory to God. He repented. He said, God, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm so busy. And hey, we're busy. And sometimes even the most simple things we don't make time to do. And so this young man is looking at possible time for something as you would think as insignificant as a suspended license. Not because of something he did like drunk driving or something like that. What he tells his mother and then she tells us is he doesn't want anybody to go with him. Most of us want, you know, an entourage. We need some people to go in there and encourage us. You know what he said? God is going with me. I don't want y'all to go because God is going with me. Young man, glory to God. Young man, hallelujah. If you understand these truths in your 20s. My goodness. The devil is mad when you wake up every morning. Glory be to God. So he goes in only with God, not his little entourage, not his girlfriend, not his mother, not his friends. He goes with God. Today, we're going to see somebody who went with God. And then we're going to see the same person not acknowledge the counsel of the Lord. Glory to God. There's a huge difference. So of course, God shows up. You know, when you put God when you put God out there like that, and you say, God, I'm trusting you and not man. Do you know 100% of the time God will show up and see about you glory to God. So I know, you know, the end of this story, they threw it out glory to God, no charges, no fines, nothing. Glory to God. It is well, but he walked out of there absolutely confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in him is the same that's well able to complete the work until the day of Jesus Christ. Young man understood these truths. Glory to God. So don't tell me they're too young to understand the devil is a liar. The sooner they understand these truths, the more they'll walk with God all the days of their lives. Glory to God. So (laughs) I had to give you that testimony because largely what we're going to talk about today is what you expect from God. What have you imagined to do? What have you imagined God to do for you? For you. I'm good about praying for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I need to be the same way when I'm praying about myself, my own stuff. Amen. It's look, God, you let's get this straight. It is not selfish for you to pray for yourself. You need to be whole so you can minister wholeness to somebody. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we're going to use chapter 8 of Hebrews, verse 10. And then we're going to do something that looks backwards, but you'll understand as we go. Glory to God. Hebrews, chapter 8, verse 10. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them. In their hearts and I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people now last week we heard about the Lord being the good shepherd I hope that was already cemented in your hearts because that's the truth that we're talking about this day amen God is loving he's trustworthy if he said it he'll do it we know that in the body of Christ we absolutely know that because God doesn't change. He's always the same. He's always the same. He's not like man who you can trust today with your secrets and tomorrow they're selling them to the tabloid. He's not like that. He's trustworthy. Glory to God. And we have to understand this truth to be able to see what God is seeing for us. Hallelujah. To be able to expect and imagine
1: the right things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What you
0: envision today and for the rest of your life largely dictates how the Word of God will manifest in your life. The Word works, it always works. But whether it's working for you is dependent on what you believe. It works. It's 100% foolproof. In fact, somebody might say, even idiot proof, because if you believe God, it works. His timing might not be your timing, but if you continue to stand believing, like that persistent widow, huh, she didn't quit. And we can't quit either. Glory to God. So if God has written his words, on our hearts and on our minds. We have no excuse not to be in agreement with him. He wrote them on us. Glory to God. He wrote them on us. Hallelujah. So, you know, when we were praying this week for believers to have the, the eyes of their understanding enlightened, to understand God is for us all the time. He's always for us, and some of us had such bad experiences with people always being, not being trustworthy, always saying one thing and doing another, that we think sometimes that God is like that. He is not, never was, never will be. Glory to God. So when we're praying for our eyes, the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened, it doesn't mean that because you've been walking with God that you know everything. It doesn't mean that if you've been walking with him one day, you don't know anything. We rely on the Holy Ghost to be our teacher and our God. Glory to God. And he's well able to minister the truth that we need to make us free. Glory to God. So as we prayed for the body of Christ this week, we lifted up Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. And I, I just want to just have a little plug here for world missions. Just need a little bit of a plug. This church prays every day, Monday through Friday at 5 a.m., praying not for me, myself, and I, praying for uh, as watchmen at the gate. So we're interceding for this one and that one, for this situation and that situation. And God hears us, He always hears us. And hey, so you can't get up in the morning. Well, you have no excuse because we're on Thursday, Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday. I'm sorry. This is a plug, but I'm telling you, this is important. Monday and Thursday, we're on at 730. You're going to get the word and we're going to stand praying and there shall be a performance of what we've prayed about because God said so, because he wrote his word on our, on our hearts and on our minds. Glory to God. So when we stand praying, we expect a performance from the Lord. And guess what? there are testimonies. Sometimes people forget to come back and tell you, Ooh, your prayer worked. Ooh, God did it. It might be a year later. Cause that's happened to me on multiple occasions. People have come back and said, you know that day you prayed for me. And you know what? You don't even remember the day. Cause guess what? It wasn't about us. It was about us being a beacon of light. It was about us pointing people to Jesus. So it wasn't about us. So we might not, don't get offended if we don't remember when we prayed for you. We remember, because guess what? When we pray, we expect a performance. When we pray, we believe that we receive. So we've gone on to the next thing. So you're still dwelling on that thing. We'd have moved on to the next thing, knowing that our God reigns in our affairs. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. When we're praying, and we were praying this week about spiritual development, that we would grow, that we would know God for real, for real, for real, for real. And that others around us would know him as well for themselves. And we're going to look at, (laughs) we're going to look at, and I specifically thank God that I used the king. Because I think sometimes people forget that we are kings. God made us priests and kings. Glory to God. So as we go through this today, this is the, the question that has been in my heart since Tuesday, 5.45 a.m., Reverend Stephanie, we prayed. We lifted up the word. We prayed for all these things. I asked them to pray about this wicked situation going on in Colorado. And I'm mentioning it because I want you to pray too. There's a satanic temple that has started to have uh, a study at an elementary school in Colorado. They had their first meeting this week and seven children were there. God help us. We're the parents, my God, that are supposed to train these children in the way that they should go. So we prayed, we used the word of God to pray and shut that down. But one of the things you have to know legally, if you let this group in, you can't let that, you can't stop that group. I mean, legally, but I'm talking about spiritually. We're shutting this thing down. Glory to God! And our prayer is that the parents, the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, that they would know the hope of God's call for their lives and the riches and in the inheritance towards the saints, and that they would do what God called them to do in Ephesians six, which is to train their children up in the way that they should go. Glory to God! So we finished praying the prayer, and Reverend Stephanie says, "You know, I hear uh, Genesis eleven six. It's about Babel." So we're going to go there. Uh, So you, you messed me up because all week I kept hearing, what have you imagined to do? (laughs) What have you imagined to do? So today I'm asking you the same question that God asked me. What have you imagined to do? Let's go to Genesis chapter 11. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Genesis chapter 11, but we're going to, I want to make sure you're contextually here. So we're going to start at verse one, Genesis 11, verse one. Hallelujah. All week. This has been in my heart. What have you imagined to do? Glory to God. So if you all who don't realize that iron does in fact sharpen iron, this is living proof. Glory to God. Stephanie messed me up. I said, what? Tower? What? Babel, what? Anyway. So here we go. Genesis chapter 11, verse one. It says, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. It's actually pronounced Shinos, which is kind of interesting. Amen. And they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go, go to and let us build up a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name. Make them a name, not make a God, not make God a name, make themselves a name. This is absolute pride. And you all know that pride cometh before the fall. So the fact that the, the, the tower tumbled, (laughs) is just living proof that the word is true. Amen. So it says, and I was going to read it in Amplify, but I'm here. So we will go here. And, and let us make us a name and let us be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down. You know, you're in trouble when God got to come down. I'm just telling you, because he's always up. So if he came down, nobody God has to tell you, you are in trouble. Amen. But God came down. You know, he came down to Adam and Eve. God came down. Okay. I pray to God. He don't have to come down us, glory to God, let him stay in his place, hallelujah, and let us stay in our place, in the heavenly places with him, glory to God, so it goes on to say, (laughs) God came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. Reverend Stephanie, here you go, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to and let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth and they left off to build the city. Therefore, it is named of it called Babel. Babel means confusion. Confusion. (laughs) So they wanted to make a name for themselves. God gave them a name. Confusion. Glory to God. Because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of the earth. So I prayed about this thing and prayed about this thing. And I said, God said, (laughs) if these people could do anything they imagined to do. And they weren't walking with God. What about you who are walking with God? Glory to God. Hallelujah. So what have you imagined to do with this mind? Because God said they could do anything because they were on one accord. They could do anything that they imagined to do. Glory to God. So body of Christ, I don't want to hear that God, you know, this one's too big for God. It's like the, I remember when the, when the housing market was crashing and the, and the car market and they said that some banks, some businesses were too big to fail. Oh, the devil is such a liar. These people built a tower, right? And the tower was supposed to go into
1: the heavens. Now I ask you, are you serious?
0: Are you serious? These people were tripping. Tripping. Not only that, they also had no knowledge because when Noah, God promised Noah that he was never going to allow the the water to overtake the earth again. These people think they're going to build a tower that's tall enough that the waters can't cover it. Ah, God takes the simple to confound the wise. Glory to God. They were operating in absolute pride. And so God said, oh yeah, (laughs) you want to build a, you want to, you, you, you want to build a tower? You, you basically want to disobey everything that I've told you to do? Okay. So let me tell you that. I have a remedy for that. It's called Babel. Glory to God. So God loosed confusion in their camps. And when we were praying, we loosed confusion in the camp of the enemy concerning those kids that are sitting there learning about satanic worship. Ah, God, the devil is a liar. Ah, the truth is not in him. Hallelujah. So parents, we have a responsibility to do it God's way. Glory to God. To train our children in the way that they should go. So I have two of my nieces here with me today. It's so funny. I told them, uh, make sure those phones are not off, not on when we're, when we're in church. You know, because I know they're not going to be watching uh, YouTube or, or this message on Facebook because, you know, they're in church. Even though I do, amen. But the fact is, (laughs) I do, but I'm following the message, amen. But here's the thing, it's our responsibility as parents. These kids don't know unless we tell them. And it's not the school's job to train our kids. That's our job. That's our Jerusalem. Our kids, our home, that's our place. And there be no babble in our homes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 So as we were praying this week about growing spiritually, I was, as I was praying, I, I kept remembering, hallelujah, the things that help you grow spiritually. Glory to God. The first thing is fellowshipping with God. Now, obviously, in prayer, it's such a beautiful way to communicate with God. But prayer is also at the end waiting to see if God has anything he wants to say. We're in such a hurry sometimes to give God, hey, let's give it all to God. Let's cast all our cares upon him. And in fact, we should do that. And we should also wait on the counsel of the Lord. At the end of the day, that's what stands sure. Glory to God. So anyway, we learned in Jude chapter, verse 20, you all know it's one chapter, but in Jude verse 20, we're reminded that our faith is built up when we pray much in the Holy Ghost. For those of you who don't, who think that when we're praying in the spirit and you don't understand, you're not supposed to, that prayer is between us and our Heavenly Father. Glory to God. And so if you don't know, um, if you don't have the ability to pray in tongues, you haven't been baptized with the Holy spirit and with it, with that evidence, because you might've been baptized, but you don't have the evidence of speaking in tongues. All you have to do is ask God. It's so simple. What have you imagined to do? So if you imagine that, Oh, I'd love to pray in tongues. I just, how do I do that? I've just given you the answer. You're going to imagine to do it. And you're going to talk to your father about it. Glory to God. Very simple. God, really wants us to understand the simplicity of this thing. He's already done it. He wrote his word on our hearts and on our minds. He's already done it. And we just walk it out. When we're in agreement with him, we just walk it out. I'm telling you, I'm going to have to learn that dance because I, I've realized I say walk it out a lot and I have no idea how to do it, the dance, but trust me when I tell you we're, our job is to walk it out. Glory to God. So anyway, Um, the other thing is what we do when we stand praying, we're fellowshipping with God, but we're in communion with the people that we're praying with. That is one accord. That's what these people had in Babel. They used it wrong. They had it. They had the right ingredients, but they had the wrong heart. For us, we pray about our hearts. We understand Ezekiel thirty six twenty five, right? We understand that God wants us never to have a stony heart, always to have a heart of flesh, always to understand that there are, th- there are times even the most elite among us who need correction. Glory to God, Hallelujah! So when I say iron sharpens ox- iron, sharpens iron, that's what I mean. I uh, And and there are people, when they're leading and somebody corrects them, they have a problem with that. The fact is, sometimes we have to be corrected
1: too. A good leader has been a good follower.
0: Yeah, that's right. Amen. You know, if you can't follow, God is not going to ask you to lead. You haven't earned it. You have to, you earn that in the trench. Glory to God where nobody knows you are. You earned that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: So we also know
0: that Romans 10, 17 says it best. That faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you're never hearing the word,
1: you're doing yourself a major injustice because your faith needs something to help it grow. You hear
0: the word of the living God. You, you feel like you can run when you hear it. And then you get outside. Hey, what happened to that word you heard? You don't even remember it. The key to our success is remembering what God said. So what have you imagined to do today, saints?
1: What have you imagined?
0: Hallelujah. I'm deliberately going to go back and read a couple of sections out of Genesis 11 out of the Amplified Bible, because it does some expounding, which I want, which I meant to give you and I, and I made notes in this part, but I read it out of of this book. So just bear with me for a minute. Uh, Genesis 11. I want to go to verse. I'll start at the beginning because just to say this thing that I already told you um, that they spoke one language so that they, Basically, the Amplified says they had the same vocabulary, (laughs) you know. And they journeyed eastward. They found a plain in the land of Shinos. It's in the southern region of Mesopotamia, which is current-day Iraq. And they settled there. And they said one to another, So what are you saying to each other? Because that's what dawned on me is, what are we saying to each other? Here, they were saying that they need to get together to build these bricks, right? And they say, so they use the bricks for stone, for their material, and they use asphalt and mortar and all that. But in verse 4, they said, Come, let us build a city for ourselves, a tower whose top will reach into the heavens, and let us make a famous name for ourselves. Not for God, not because we're trying to point somebody to God, not because we're trying to be a beacon of light before God, but for, this is for self-gratification purely so that we will not be scattered into separate groups and be dispersed over the surface of the entire earth as the Lord instructed, that it is just absolutely being rebellious. They had a rebellious heart, hard hearted, right? And so it says, (laughs) and I already told you the Lord came down. In verse six, it says, and the Lord said, behold, they are one unified people. That's God's heart for us is that the body of Christ would be a unified body, that we would be one man, that we would operate in one truth, that he is Lord, that he is Lord and that Jesus is the only way. That's the unified front that God wants us to have. These people They were unified for the wrong thing. And so, hey, when I was in the world, I was unified for the wrong thing too. Maybe y'all weren't. Mm. I just want to say that when you know better, when you know the truth, it'll make you free. Having a unified front enables our prayers to work. If I'm praying for something and you're praying against it, I got unnecessary warfare. But if you're in agreement with me, How can two walk together unless they be in agreement? I always say that because I don't think the body of Christ gets it. It's critical. It's the main ingredient. Ah, I used to love them anyway. So anyway, the Lord said this. Okay. Wait a minute. Behold, they are one unified people and they are, they all have the same language. This is the only, uh, sorry, this is only the beginning of what they will do in rebellion against me. And now, no evil thing that they imagine to do will be impossible for them. The opposite is true of us. No good thing will he withhold from them who walk uprightly. Glory to God. That's our testimony, that's our experience. Glory to God. We ain't trying to do no evil stuff. You know, if we're doing anything that's wrong, the Holy Ghost will convict us. So don't tell me you didn't know that was wrong. Uh, You know, that ain't true. The Holy Ghost, he's quiet, but he will speak every time. And if we're listening, we will hear him. And if we're listening, we will obey him. And if we listen to him, it'll work out for us. Because we imagined, because of what we imagined to do, we imagined to be in agreement with God. We imagined that there would be a performance of that which is spoken of the Lord. We imagined that even this thing was nothing to God. We imagined that we couldn't do it without him. So if any of you are thinking that you are self-made, I'm telling you, great is the fall. Glory to God. There should be a babble. And we don't want any babbles. We want no confusion among us. Glory to God. Glory to God. (laughs) So, hmm. I thank God. What he said, again, is nothing that they imagined to do would be impossible. God told me to tell you this. That thing... That looks impossible in your life. That thing that looks so insurmountable in your life is what you're going to speak to this day. What you imagine to do, you will do. Because you simply, one, you realize you can't do it without God. Hey, it's impossible. Oh God. But we live in a realm of possibility. I like what Jeremiah said. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 32. We're going to come back in a minute, but let's go there real quick. Because that just popped in my heart.
1: Yeah, Jeremiah, I actually, I actually
0: declared this a lot and didn't even know this is where it was. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a mistake I made. And I, I say this, I declare this so you won't make a similar mistake. It was just important to me to know the word. I didn't really care where it was. I believed if God said it, it's in there, praise the Lord. But at the end of the day, there's going to be countless times where you need to find it. Oh, thank God for Google. Hallelujah. Thank God. Amen. But the fact is, if we're in the street and I don't have a Bible, I can tell you what the word says. But if you say, well, pastor, where is that? Well, you ain't going to say pastor. You're going to say, Sandra, where is that? i like, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's not cool. And pastor would be appalled, right? <laughs> he would be absolutely appalled. And you don't know where that's at. Well, here's the thing. I have been declaring this scripture for years. Jeremiah 32, 17. Let's declare it now. Ah, Lord God. This is for that insurmountable thing that you got in your heart that you think, and part of it is because it's been a long time for some of you. Part of it is because the doctors have declared something over you that sounds like a death sentence. It seems insurmountable. It seems too big for you because it is. But, hey, I tell my son, there's a God factor. Don't ever forget the God factor. In fact, it should be the first thing you consider is the thing you consider in the middle, in the middle of it. And the thing that you'll see manifest in the end. Glory to God. Ah, Lord God, thou art God. Hallelujah. Behold. mm, Thou has made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and thy stretched out arm. And there
1: is nothing too hard for thee.
0: What have you imagined to do? It's not too hard for God. Glory to God. It's not too hard. Glory to God. I don't know what is going on with my, with my notes because I am nowhere near what I'm supposed to be doing. Anyway. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Here's the thing that's amazing about this thing. These people, they had all the right ingredients. Except their motivations were wrong. So don't think your motives don't have a big part to play in your expectancy of what God will do in your life. If you don't expect anything, guess what you're going to get? There was a song somebody wrote, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You got to have something. Yeah? What you got to have is faith. That your father will watch over you and protect you and keep you in all of your ways. What you have to do is have an expectancy that the word always works. Why? Because God can't lie. Pure and simple. It always works because he cannot lie. Right? So, what have you imagined to do? Glory to God, especially in that hard place. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's so funny to me. I said, God, this is bad. You want me to preach about bad stuff? (laughs) You know, God has a sense of humor and I love laughing with God. Some of y'all need to laugh with God a little bit. You're too serious. I don't mean, I don't mean walking away from the truth. Absolutely the truth. But you got to loosen up. Some of the blood pressure will go down just if you loosen up a little bit. Loosen up. Glory to God. Still follow God. Still keep his commandments. Still allow that word that he's imparted in your heart and in your mind to work. But loosen up. God ain't full of stress. He don't even know what that is. And he doesn't want you to know either. It's his desire that you live in peace. Peace that the world didn't give you. Peace that the world can't take away from you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yes, we are saying so. Amen. So, I want you to remember what Jeremiah did. I mean, it was the way he said, ah, Lord God. So, it's like, I don't care what this thing is. I don't care how big it looks. I don't care how long it's been here. Ah, Lord God. Behold, thou art God. Hallelujah. Behold. Behold. Hallelujah. 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 So, when God said these people would do whatever they imagined to do, He was talking about evil and darkness and wickedness. And for us, it's the exact opposite. Glory to God. Ah, whatever mountain is standing before you will be made plain. God is the God in the heavens, in the mountains and in the valley. There's no place that we go that he can't find us. There's nothing that anything's planted against us that will work because, because God, um, sorry, I got distracted. (laughs) Amen. So praise the Lord. Amen. So, uh, I I told my nieces, if one of you has to go to the restroom, the other one has to go. I just look, it's just basic logic. Look, you leave your kids and here's a safe environment, but I want them to know that when they go somewhere, you go to a strange environment, little girls don't go to the bathroom by themselves. Somebody take them. What is wrong with y'all? Oh my God. Some of this is foolishness. We need to protect our children. There's darkness out there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And this is not to invoke fear, but instead to let you know that there's safety in numbers. Safety in not just girls. You know, for years, I thought girls were the only ones that were being attacked and abused. The stories you hear about little boys. Ah, God help us. Ah, oh, help us. And I pray to every perpetrator of a child be caught and judged in the name of Jesus. And that people tell, tell somebody touched you, tell somebody. They're not going to kill your parents. They're not going to do anything. They just want to scare you into not telling. If you've been touched, tell somebody. Nobody touches your private parts. Nobody. Ah, oh, get this thing. If you think one third of the women in the world were abused, they weren't even keeping those stats on boys. Oh, God help us. Ah, oh, now this is one thing that they imagined to do that was evil. You mess a child up when they're young. When somebody said you're a product of your environment, it is true. Until you get a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus and get your heart renewed, your heart and your mind renewed in those areas, you're a product. You got stuck. You got stuck when you were Five. You got stuck when you were seven. Why? Because they said, if you tell your mother, father, I'm going to kill you or I'm going to kill your parents. It's a lie. Run and tell that. Glory to God. Go tell it. Hallelujah. 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 Okay. So I want to, I like King Asa and I realize I've used him in more than one example in my life. Here's the thing. King Asa, he followed his father, King uh, Abijah, uh, who walked with God. Right, and when his father died, Asa became the king, and he did what his father did—he followed God. So I declare that your children and my children—they're gonna do what we did. They're gonna follow. They're gonna follow God. And we can make that declaration just like Jer- just like Joshua did out of 20, Joshua 24:15. We declare that all the time. As for me and my house, that's right. We're gonna praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Asa had the benefit, you know, people that have a silver spoon, it's because people before them did some stuff and left them an inheritance. Well, you all know we have an inheritance. But I'm not really talking about that at this moment. What I'm talking about is his father did the work. He left him in a place where their kingdom was at peace, free from war. And if we go to Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, let's go there, chapter 14.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Chronicles chapter, uh, uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 14, we're going to look at uh, verses 2 through 12 and we're going to look at it in the Amplified. Hallelujah. And this is what I want you to realize that as a, I mean, King Asher, he, he actually imagined two things. One, he imagined to keep his faith and his trust in God. And then he turns around and leans on the arm of flesh. Now, I don't want you to be too critical because anytime we don't believe God, we're we're leaning on the arm of flesh. Whether we've said it or not, if we don't expect a performance from the Lord, if we're not seeking the counsel of the Lord, we literally are leaning on the arm of flesh. So I said, God, what is wrong with him? Okay, so here we go. Second Chronicles chapter 14, and God will check you real quick and say, uh, excuse me. Um, So anyway, chapter 14, verses 2 through 12. In the Amplified, it says, and I ask you this question, what did Asa imagine to do? So Asa, verse 2 says, Asa did what was good and right in the sight of the Lord his God. And that's what we're doing. Amen. He removed the foreign altars and the high places and tore down the pagan pillars, the memorials, the stones, and he cut to pieces Hallelujah! Uh, the Shurim, the symbols of the God of the goddess. In this case, it was Asherah. Excuse me. And he commanded Judah to seek the Lord God of their fathers, to inquire of and for Him, and seek Him as a as a vital necessity. So, what we imagine to do if we seek God as a vital necessity? We're going to have the end of the story that's always working in our favor. Maybe not the way we expected it to end, but it's going to be the way God expected it to end. He knows more than we know. I know we we think we're so smart. Glory to God. Uh, Anyway, and it says and to observe the law given to Moses and the commandments. And Asa also removed the idolatrous high places and the incense altars from the cities of Judah. The kingdom was at rest and undisturbed under his reign. I declare that your life be at rest and undisturbed in the name of the Lord Jesus. He built fortified cities in Judah. Since the land was at rest and there was no one at war with them in those days. Why? Because of the Lord, the God factor. Hallelujah. Had given him rest. So he said to Judah, let us build these cities and uh, and surround them with walls and towers and gates and bars to secure the doors. The land is still ours because why? Why? Why is the land still ours? They got it out of an inheritance that his father had established. Abijah. But look what he says. Uh, The land is still ours because we sought the Lord our God. Hmm. Longing for him in our hearts. And he's given us
1: peace on every side. So they built and they prospered. The key here is they sought the Lord.
0: So God's not demanding that we come to him. Mm -mm. He invites us to have a loving relationship with him.
1: We get to invite him to be our shepherd. We get to invite him to be our helper. We get to invite him. And when we invite him, he shows up.
0: I'm telling you, he shows up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So when we looked at Hebrews chapter 8 and we were looking at verse 10, God wrote his word on our hearts and on our minds. Don't ever forget it's both places. Done work in one place because one will cancel out the other. You got the word in your heart. You're declaring this word. Ah, God, thou art God. And and that's what you're saying out of your mouth. And your heart is going boom, 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 boom. Because you're not expecting anything. So Asa expected a performance from the Lord. And God showed up. Let's go back to Hebrews real quick. This time we're actually going to pick it up from verse 9. Because what I want to do is remind you of what we imagine to do has got to be based on the truth of the living God. Now look what it says when we go back to verse 9. It says, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. God took them by the hand and led them out.
1: And what did they do? They ran right back to Egypt. God is leading us by his eye. Glory to God. Showing us where we should go and what we should be doing.
0: But he led them by the hand out of the land of Egypt. Because they continued not in his commandments. And I regarded them not, says the Lord. So if we don't want to follow God, he's not going to force us. If we don't want to believe him, he can't make us. It's his will that we would do it but he's never going to make us do it. And for us, when we're training our children up in the way that they should go, you better believe we're guiding them. We're leading them and guiding them and sometimes taking their hand. Come on here. Right. But the thing is, we're consistent in what we're doing. God requires that of us. That we be consistent to apply those words that he's put in our hearts and those words that he's written in our minds. Glory to God. So in verse 10, um, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them into their hearts. And I will be to them a
1: God. And they will be my people. People, we
0: belong to God. Glory to God. We belong to God. Hallelujah. 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 And this is his his desire to show his power in us, through us, and all around us. Glory to God. How are people going to be jealous if ain't nothing happening in our lives? We ain't got no fruit. Why in the world would somebody want to be like you? We want people, we want to point people to Jesus. And I think about the people that, you know, were in my immediate sphere of influence I remember my sister was going to church Monday through Sunday. I said, look, it don't take all that. I don't know what is wrong with you. These kids need to go home and go to bed. They need to go to school, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. Her heart was right. She just had a a wrong doctrine. Glory to God. But her heart was right. She wanted more of God and she got it. But I watched God take her from being a fall over drunk. To somebody that's standing up, ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ everywhere she goes. Glory to God. And she has a following. Why? We remember. We remember before Christ and after Christ. Hallelujah. All of us have a before Christ story. Amen. Some of y'all forgot. But you shouldn't forget. How are people going to think that God can fix them when nothing's ever been broken in your life? Oh, my God. Ah, we have to be real. God came to seek and to save that which is lost. We were lost and we needed a savior. Glory to God. Now, King Asa had the benefit, like I said, of this legacy of peace. You're a whole nation and nobody's going to war with you. They know better. They've heard, oh, their God is God. He shows up and, and you better not go against them. They have a God who rules in their affairs. The people will speak the word about you. You ain't got it. And remember, God told us, we're not supposed to be boasting about ourselves. Other people will say, you know what? Just ask her. She'll pray for you. You won't even know anything is going on. People walking up to you say, "Um," and they don't say, can you pray for me? They just start telling you the problem. Now, the expectation from God is that in the spirit, we will realize, hey, God, what do you want me to do here? What do you want me to do? And the Holy Ghost will guide you. Hallelujah, because he's written the word on your heart and on your mind. God can just piggyback on what's inside of you because you spent that quality time studying with him, because you spent that time praying with him, not just corporately, but also in your closet. Amen. And when the time presents itself, God will let you know what to do because your eyes are on him. Even in that situation that you don't know anything about. Somebody told me that when I pray for people, I don't ask enough questions. I said, what? Okay, so here's the thing. So I'm supposed to get, I'm supposed to be a gossip tab now. So they can, get somebody that's expecting a performance from him. That young man I talked to you about at the beginning, he looked to the Lord. He knew that what they were saying was documented, was effectively a planned judgment. And God said, no. Glory to God. God said, no. So... When they relied on the Lord, hallelujah, he placed them in your hands. So those Ethiopians, in this case, who came against Asa, like I said, naturally, should have been big enough to just completely annihilate them. And yet God, glory to God, came to see about them. Hallelujah. And then, so Asa got really mad. Why? Somebody correcting the king? Are you kidding me? Here's the thing. There are lots of people that are in leadership. You better not tell them they're wrong. From that
1: point on there, you're a mark. Except guess what? You're not
0: a mark when you have trusted in the Lord to be your Lord in this situation and that. I remember (laughs) I worked for this lady, and she was very difficult to me, and she was in charge. (laughs) She was nasty to me. And I wanted to retaliate and be nasty back. I'm a believer. Glory to God. And I would hear God say, I pray for myself. Oh, God, deliver me. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And he said, you haven't prayed for her yet? I got so convicted. I said, oh, God, I wasn't. But you see what she's doing to me? So I act like David did with many. He was like, God, go get them. So I did the same thing. And and God said, "Mm -mm, you haven't prayed for her. So I prayed for her, right? Mm Hmm. I had to pray for her because God convicted me. It's like, you're praying for yourself. The Lord. But what did he do? He relied only
1: on the physicians. Now I
0: know you all know, we just got through talking about Asa. Not only did he believe God, but everybody around him, he commanded them to believe God too. This is the same King. Something didn't happen the way you thought it should happen. It didn't happen when you expected it to happen. You're ashamed. But more than being ashamed, you're mad. You're mad that God, it looks like God
1: didn't show up for you. God told me to ask
0: you, what have you imagined to do? What have you imagined him to do? For you, in you, and around you. Are you going to be like the Asa that we read about in second Chronicles chapter 14 or this one we're reading about now who had become so big in himself that he didn't realize that he still needed God. So God is prospering us. I'm telling you, we may not even recognize ourselves by this time, the end of the year. Don't forget that it was the Lord, thy God that gave you the power to get wealth. Don't forget that it was God that lifted you up and gave you an expected and don't forget Hallelujah, that it was God that rescued you. Glory to God. Don't forget. Don't forget. But Asa, the thing
1: that's so amazing to me, it says he relied, oh, sorry, his disease was severe. Severe. But he still
0: wouldn't seek the counsel of the Lord. That's pride. It's pride, pure and simple. Now, at the beginning, when we were talking about the the Babel falling, you know, when God scrambled their language and and the tower fell, you know, it's not recognizable where it fell from. Science says that. Right now, it's a hole. (laughs) No evidence of this thing that was 100 meters high. Just because God said, "Mm, oh, yeah, you want your tower to go into the heavens? You want to defy the Lord God of hosts? Really?
1: Asa had rest on all sides
0: for 10 years straight. And here he is with another opportunity To believe the same God that he believed for all those
1: other times. But this time.
0: He doesn't even seek the counsel of the Lord. He doesn't even look for a rescue from God. He seriously thinks that the physicians can do it for him. God wrote his word on our minds and in our hearts. Any wisdom the doctors are using. Yes, they studied. Hallelujah. So we thank God for that. But anytime a doctor's raising anything against you, a knife, a scalpel, or anything else, make sure your counsel is in the Lord who made heaven and earth. Make sure your counsel is in the Lord who can overcome that judgment when they said it's terminal, who can overcome that story that says evicted when it will over when when it will overcome that story that says they're out of their minds it's not the time to think we can stand in our
1: own counsel what have you imagined to do what have you imagined God to do for you through you and around you what
0: have you imagined so asa he died he died from the disease. The sad part is he didn't change his heart.
1: His heart was still looking horizontally.
0: This is a time and he should have been looking virtually. I mean, he should have been looking, what do you call it? Thank you. I always, why can't I get that straight? But anyway, here's the thing. He should have been looking up. He should have been calling upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He should have been praying one of those incredible prayers like Jeremiah prayed. He should have been reminded God did it before. He came to see about me before. He's going to come and see about me again. He came to see about me when it was insurmountable. He came to see about me when I needed a rescue. He came to see about me when it looked like nothing, hallelujah, could nothing could happen to cause me to be on top. He came to see about me because I trusted in him, because I looked to him as the author and the finisher of my faith, because I know that the name of Jesus is above all those names. Hallelujah. It's above the names. Hallelujah. It's above the names and for people that have confusion in their minds. Hallelujah. God caused confusion in this camp in Babel. He caused the confusion. So if you have confusion in your mind, God has a remedy for that. He told us to renew our minds. That means we find the word that Hebrews chapter eight told us that he had buried the word in our minds and in our hearts. That means we got some work to do. Hallelujah. If we want the word in our hearts, where do you think it's going to come from?
1: Where's the word going to come from? From my
0: studying to show ourselves approved unto God. Workmen who need not to be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. And for people that have issues in their minds, it's a lot of shame around that. You know, people can't understand what is wrong with you. You used to be like this and now you're a nut. We pray for this woman. Her daughter is schizophrenic. I mean, has multiple, really multiple personalities. And so we pray for her, but you know what I love about her? The mother, her daughter is struggling, for real. And we
1: pray for her. We pray for her regularly. And I notice that every time we get on the line, we're still praying for her. I told her,
0: it's time for us to start thanking God. That your daughter's delivered from schizophrenia or whatever the name is, the name of Jesus is above it. So we don't need to petition another night, another night. We don't need to petition another time. We need to start looking unto the hills, expecting God to do exactly what he says he's gonna do, and that's give us a rescue. Your daughter needs a rescue. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So <coughs> I always ask God, like, God, how do we apply this thing? Amen. So part of it, I, 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 he's actually already gone through, and that was um, to the insurmountable thing. <laughs> Asa imagined, how Imagined to seek the counsel of the Lord in 2 Chronicles chapter 14. In 2 Chronicles chapter 16, he leaned on the arm of flesh.
1: What have you
0: imagined to do? So to the insurmountable thing, and I've spoken to that one quite a bit already, <laughs> but in fact, I wrote it and, and, and it is really um, Jeremiah 37, 12, uh, uh, 32, 17 that I lifted up for that one, the one, our oh, Lord God, thou art God. It's a scripture that I'm telling you, I, you know, like I said, I didn't know where it was. I knew what it was. Amen. Now I know where and what. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's like a double portion. Amen. So here's the thing. When I looked at the thing that looked insurmountable, I thought about King Hezekiah. Now God done sent his prophet to tell you, you're going to die. Your days are numbered. And Hezekiah said, oh yeah. He turns his face to the wall. He calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He believed that the name of Jesus was above that, that in that, uh, really, if you think about it, (laughs) it was above the word that God himself had told somebody to tell him. God told the prophet to tell him. (laughs) And what does he do? He turns to the same God that sent that message and said, wait a minute, God. And he pleaded his case before God. And what does God do? God added 15 years to his life. Glory to God. So if it looks insurmountable, great case. You can go to Isaiah 38 for that. Yeah, amen. Okay. So then the next one I thought about that I wrote about was wrong thinking. God wants us to paint the canvas. Right? Habakkuk too. Write the vision and make it plain among tablets so that he that reads it might run with it. We had a senior management meeting the other day downtown (laughs) and we're working on a strategic plan for the next five years, right? So they said, well, we need to figure out what to do. And I said, write the vision and make it plain upon tablets. But you know what I said? I said, biblically, there's a biblical principle for this. God already has a plan. Now I know it's a time and a season for everything, but they know I'm going to say stuff, right? So I said, (laughs) you know, If we looked at this from a biblical perspective, we would do what God told us to do, write the vision and make it plain upon tablets. So if we're making a strategic strategic plan, don't expect people to know what to do if you didn't write it. Don't expect people to know what to do if it hasn't been communicated. It's kind of like I'm doing evaluations on my staff now. And there's one area that I should have spoken to already and I didn't. So I couldn't judge him for that. Because I couldn't hold him accountable for something when I didn't set the expectation. So, here's the thing. What does God do? Gives us the ability to set the expectation. Ah! Write the vision and make it plain upon tablets. So, you're going to use 2 Corinthians for this. But you're, I mean, you're going to use Habakkuk for this. About the vision, right? And about the, the, you know, the steps you need to take, the tactics as well. But... It's critical that you go to 2nd Corinthians chapter 10. So let's go there. Not Chronicles, Corinthians. Hallelujah. And I know we know this. And in fact, if you're a believer, especially if you're an intercessor, and you don't understand this truth, uh, you need to. You need to. 2nd Corinthians chapter 10. Hallelujah. This is about our imaginations. Now remember, the whole word today is about what have you imagined to do? So here's what we're going to do. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse. Uh, we're going to use three through six. "For we walk in the flesh. We do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God." Lord God, thou art God. Yes, that kind of might. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You know, I met Jehovah. uh, I mean, I met El Gabor one day. I was praying and I heard God say, I'm El Gabor. I said, what? Because I'd never seen El Gabor before. (laughs) I mean, I'd seen him spiritually, I guess, but I'd never saw the words. And he said, I'm the mighty God. I said, ooh, glory to God. El Gabor, that's what we're talking about here. He said, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So for that woman that's schizophrenic, we've been calling those things down, those things that make her operate out of more than one personality. It's the devil. It's the devil. And we've been casting that thing down and then declaring what we want. Amen. So here's the thing. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. What have you imagined to do? So if your imaginations don't line up with what God has written in your mind and in your heart, you got some adjustments to make and God's given you the way to to do it. This is effectively your way of escape. Amen. Casting down imaginations and every high thing, That exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So in this case, it's anything that's contrary to what God said. Anything that's contrary to what God said is what you're going to be casting down. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience to Christ. We can do it because he wrote on our hearts and on our minds. We can do it. We simply give him what he gave us. And that's his word. Glory to God. Okay, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So we can't be living any kind of life and expect this kind of thing to work. It's conditional, right? That we're walking with God. And because we're walking with him, we can talk to him about anything. Expecting that God hears and that he answers. Glory to God. So that's the first thing
1: in our painting of the canvas is we're going to
0: write the vision, have it cooked to upon tablets. We're going to make it plain so people can run. And then in places where there are obstacles, barriers, we're going to cast down anything that looks like it's trying to exalt itself above the word of the living God. Those are those imaginations. Glory to God. Now, the next one that he gave me, <laughs> you know, is, and this one I lived, okay, because I used to harbor a lot of bitterness and unforgiveness in my heart. You know, if you've been wounded, you do that until God teaches you how to do it differently. So refusing to let bitterness and unforgiveness go is the next one.
1: And I hear somebody say, but you don't know they hurt me. This
0: shouldn't have been done to me. Nobody understands me. I heard all three of those things. So here's a word of the Lord to you. Psalms 5110. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Hmm. I heard somebody say, I said they did it to me. I didn't say I did something wrong. Right? Remember I told you this woman was very mean to me. Very mean to me. And God told me to pray for her.
1: My power was not toe-to-toe.
0: My power was in casting my care upon him. I prayed. I had another manager, and God didn't tell me to pray for her. He told me pray for her kids. Women, when you move into positions of authority, God bless you. God bless you for every glass ceiling you break. But you don't have to be mean as hell when you get there. Oh my God. Oh my God, everybody is not
1: going to be against you. We want you to do well. And for men that can't take instruction from women, be corrected in your hearts.
0: Women are wonderful leaders. You say we're emotional. We say we care. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We care. We're going to look at things from more than one perspective. We're going to look at it logically, and then we got an emotional component that we can bring to bear. Glory to God. Don't be mean. Ah, Everybody's not out to get you. I know somebody got lost because I said, don't be mean as hell. I meant to say that because there are some women you work for you can't believe. Like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? And if that's your position, if that's something you've experienced, I experienced it at least twice. And the men I work for are wonderful. But you know, I naturally think to pray for them. So something was wrong with me. You see? Yeah. What I imagined <laughs> was not the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've been corrected about that. And convicted as well. Amen. And we're using Ezekiel 36. We already spoke about that. The heart of stone turning into a heart of flesh. I used to pray for God, sprinkle my heart with water. And then I said, God, maybe you need to give me a deluge. Maybe the sprinkle, I need more than a sprinkling, <laughs> but it was largely because I didn't understand that Jesus was a sprinkling. But I thought, seriously, God, you need to douse me. Like, cause my heart was so hard and I needed it to be softened and more pliable and teachable. Glory to God. So I hope that helps somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But I want us to literally turn um, to Ezekiel chapter 36. This is critical for every, every aspect of our lives is our heart condition. The condition of our hearts is
1: critical. Hallelujah.
0: So verse 25 says, Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your filthiness. Now, see, I didn't think there was anything filthy about what I was saying, doing, or acting. <clears throat> I was corrected. And from all your idols will I cleanse you. Now, if Asa in chapter, 2 Chronicles chapter 16 had just repented, God would have ministered to him, and healing could have been his portion. It was an option that wasn't even introduced, wasn't even considered. It says, look what God's going to do after sprinkling the water on you. He said, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you. See him writing on our hearts and on our minds is such a spiritual experience. It is God getting permission to lead and guide us into the truth that he's already put in position. To make us free. That's what he did. So he says. But in this case he's taken away the stony heart. And given him a heart of flesh. Hallelujah. And I will put my spirit within you. And cause you to walk in my statutes. That's what we got through talking about. And you shall keep my judgments. And do them. And you shall dwell in the land. That I gave to your fathers. And you shall be my people. And I will be your God. God is reminding us today of who he is and his position to us is dependent on what we have imagined to do. So today I pray that you have imagined that God is for you, that you have imagined that there's nothing that shall be impossible with you, that you have imagined that you've overcome this and that. That you have imagined, no matter how bad things got, that God has a rescue plan for you. The plan might come in a day like it did in Zephaniah, or it might take years. And we were talking about that in my uh, fellowship we do with um, Come Up Higher Ministries every Saturday. So women, if you need a women's fellowship, we got one for you. Amen. But here's the thing that I want I want to make sure that we get from this. Our perspective has to align with God's perspective for us. What we imagine to do is anything that's in accordance with the will of God for our lives. That's what we want to imagine. We want to imagine that God can set us free from anything. That he can make us the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. Holy and without blame. That's his plan for us. Father, we honor you today. We magnify your name above every name. Father, I pray for a rescue plan for every child that's been abused all over the world, wherever you are. If you've been abused by anybody sexually, psychologically, emotionally, I pray for your release this day. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray also that you not harbor any bitterness or unforgiveness in your heart towards your perpetrator. Forgive them. Hold them before the Lord. Pray for them to be saved because in that salvation, they'll be convicted of their wrongdoing. I pray also against them any further abuse by perpetrators to any child around the world in the name of Jesus. I pray also, God, for your daughters and for your sons to have the right imaginations concerning you have the right imaginations concerning your word, that they will always seek you. Hallelujah. Seek the counsel of the Lord, that they will always behold that there's nothing that's too difficult for you, that they will always know that your plan for them is to give them a future and an expected end. I pray, oh God, and thank you right now for release from any captivity. I bind any work of darkness that's been planned against any one of you in the name of Jesus. I lay the axe at the root of any seed that the enemy sowed against you. I declare the blood of Jesus is speaking. Your release is speaking. Your rescue is speaking. Hallelujah. You're released from captivity this day in the name of Jesus. I thank you that there'll be no scent of smoke on you as we have been declaring that here at World Missions Ministries for some time. I thank you right now that there's no no scent of smoke on any one of us. Hallelujah. We have imagined that there's no scent of smoke on us. We have imagined that they we're released from every work of darkness and we have imagined that our God rules in all of our affairs. To you be all glory. To you be all praise and all dominion. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What have you imagined to do? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now at the beginning, we said, if there's anybody here or online who doesn't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus, you simply can repeat these words after me. God is seeking you out. Hallelujah. He came for the sick. And at some point, all of us were sick. Before we made a decision, the best decision we've ever made in our lives to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. So if you just close your eyes wherever you are and just stretch your hands towards heaven and repeat these words after me. Father, I'm a sinner. I've realized today I cannot do this without you. I believe God that you came into the earth, died and was resurrected just for me. You have rescued my life and you were simply waiting for me to confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead. I thank you for rescuing my life today. I thank you that today I call you to be my personal Lord and Savior. And I thank you, God, that because my heart and my mouth are in agreement, today you are Lord. So, I pray for you especially. I thank you right now for these new converts, God. I thank you for the angels in heaven rejoicing. Hallelujah. At the person who has called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. And I pray right now, God, that anything they did in their past, that they'll understand that you have washed them clean. That whatever they did before has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And I thank you, Lord God, if they were ashamed. Your word tells us in that same chapter we just declared declared Romans 10 chapter eight, I mean, uh, verses eight through 11, eight through 10. I'm going to add verse 11 and you people will never, ever be ashamed to God. Be all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. So give yourself a round of applause because you've made the best decision you ever made in your life. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. So today you start making, making sure That what you imagine to do aligns with the word of God. Then you're brand new, so you might not know a whole lot. So just start choosing a a passage out of Proverbs and one out of Psalms every day and start reading the gospel of John and find out about the love of your father. Glory to God. Now, if you've been blessed today, I want to encourage you one thing before I start talking about uh, giving back. There are ministers here, teachers far better than me, who have taught messages that are on YouTube, Facebook, and on uh, pods um, that you can get through the sound stuff. I
1: can't think of it.
0: Spotify. Thank you. Spotify and those types. You can listen to the pods in your car glory to God. But there are messages on there. I was listening to Reverend Janice the other day about change your conversation. I just stumbled upon it and I just thought, oh yeah, I want to be reminded of what she ministered to us there. I'm telling you, it's a word in season, glory to God. So go check them out. Hallelujah. Now, if we've been a blessing to you, we give you the opportunity to give back to us in your carnal things. That's your money. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We use your work for the, your, your tithe, your offerings for the work of the ministry. And if you'd like to be a part of that, because you know, the word is clear about this, that if you're being sown to, you're supposed to give back. Hallelujah. Of your carnal things, because it takes money to run a ministry. And I thank God. That you'll, that God will dawn it on your heart. So this is no compulsion because God wants a cheerful giver. So if you don't want to give cheerfully, we don't even want your money. Amen. Out of Zell, here you go. This is what you do if you want to give through Zell to World Missions Ministries. The number here is 571-234-2387. If you're on the web, you can go to our, our URL to our website and go to wmmchurch.org And click the donate button and you can give through PayPal. And for those of you who would rather write a check, um, and and by the way, we're here in person as well, so feel welcome to come any Sunday to join us here. But if you want to give by check, make the check payable either to World Missions Ministries or to WMM, and then you're going to address it to 6805 East Clinton Street in Clinton, Maryland. The zip code here is 20735. Go in peace to serve the Lord and let brotherly love continue in Jesus name. Amen. Online
1: church. This concludes our service. Have a blessed day.